Hello everyone, welcome to episode 2 of us talking about the NBA. Is that a good title? Yeah, I reckon so. so I, I seem to have a point. different title every time. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's what this is anyway. It's about two weeks since we lasted one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and about was, two weeks into the season. It, it was the day, yeah, well it was, it's... Well, when I saw, I think it was 16 days since the last one, and the last one was on um, a few hours before the season started, wasn't it, pretty much? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and it's it's been a very chaotic season already, so far. It's been extraordinary. I mean, so, ignoring the start the first few games i mean that's just that's obviously interesting we've had two young players who've got ped suspensions which you would usually think was this massive thing not just any young players they're like we have first overall pick and the hawks is sort of secondary star but they're both met yeah they're both meant to be like young stars on on teams that are meant to be like coming out of rebuilds basically aren't they yes there's a there's a huge i mean there's much longer than we should probably spend on it here about what that could possibly mean for basketball as a whole and the league um particularly when it's two people yeah over a short period of time anyway let's let's not do that now because like i say that that could go on forever uh, the Curry phoenix injury. suns yes the the golden state that's, warriors that's, who've, that's who've owned the western conference news. yeah the golden state warriors are now basically toilet and on the other Curry's end of the spectrum, the Phoenix Suns, who've been appalling forever, are now really good. Yeah. My um, Golden State... Well, actually, a few of my like pr- predictions have not gone well already. Yeah, I've had a bad one. I mean, the, I thought the... Steph Curry's going to win MVP, and I said the Hawks... Were, well, the Hawks have been quite good, haven't they? Not been terrible. Well, also, the Collins um, thing now, and Trey yeah. Young missed a couple of games. Yeah, but so... So yeah, they they could they will they could still be good actually. They probably will still be good, but yeah, it's not a great start for them. My boiling take was um, the Bulls being good, and they have been absolutely appalling. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, what, really terrible at both ends what of the floor. I didn't really see happening was the Heat. Being I didn't good. see. Well, I definitely didn't see them starting as well as they did without Jimmy Butler. That was strange. But also not strange because, I guess, it, it wasn't like this was just freaky stuff. It turns out these yeah. guys are already looking like quite good players. It's, it's the thing is though, even though it's sort of, you could it's chaotic and a lot of stuff that's happened is sort of unexpected. Almost the fact that unexpected stuff has happened is not unexpected. If you know what I mean? Yeah, well, because this, this, this season this was built as being was, like this. Um, all the build-up to this season was about it's it's the new a new NBA this year, and it is, but just even more unpredictable than people thought it was going to be. Yeah, it turns out. Although I guess you could, um, I'm just looking at the schedules quickly. The top five in the East are Celtics, Bucks, Heat, Raptors, Sixers. That's but that's pretty much. Relatively expected, isn't it? I guess the, the Heat, though. I mean, maybe not in that order. I, I, I the they, Heat they are actually be got the same good. record as the Sixers and the Raptors, but like, 
don't know. I mean, it's, it's still a very small sample size to read anything from it, but just. I mean, did they. Wait a sec. Who did they beat? The bigger thing was they beat the Bucks. Is the games they've yeah. won rather than their record so much? I well, just they, beat, they beat the Rockets. Yeah, I mean, but the Rockets would be bad. The Rockets yeah. are so awful defensively, which this is an interesting thing. So, um, just going off on a slight tangent, that it's the thing that wasn't talked about about Harden and Westbrook. Most of it was about offensive fit. The other issue I think you yeah. have is, well, everyone, neither of them are defensive superstars anyway, but when you've got two guys who are historically bald on dominant like those two, they're kind of used to being allowed to rest a bit on defense. Yeah. But obviously, if you have two people doing that, you have a real problem. I mean, yeah, the whole team has been poor defensively, but... The fact they've got both of them means that neither of them can rest now. Yeah, and I, really. th- I think they're basically both are still. I mean, it's been embarrassing. It's been really embarrassing. They were blown out. The Heat are a defensive team, basically. Their offensive rating is 19th in the NBA. And that's with the boost of having beaten the Rockets. And the Heat just blew them out of a game the other day in the first quarter. And the Washington thing, I mean, giving up over 100 points to the Washington Wizards. That's like, I mean, as you said, is we're talking about small sample size and stuff here. But these are the sort of things that are just not meant to happen to good teams at all, ever, in the season, really. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got to say the, the Rockets um, being bad... Or so far, being bad. That was one I've got right. Yeah, they're really interesting. One of the, one of the few I have got right so far. But pre- that's pretty much it. They're, yeah, they're they... really interesting because they're still so good offensively. And Harden and Westbrook are actually both putting up really big numbers. Yeah. But, but the knock-on, of, the thing has been, well, Eric Gordon has barely hit a shot. That's not helped. Yeah. And, well, they're really bad defensively. It was sort of the thing... Um, it's almost the same... Compared to the year before last, was basically they were super good defensively as well. It's having superstars. And obviously Chris Paul was good then. Um, but then last year, almost the big difference was that they they declined defensively by... Um, you know, they lost uh, a couple of their like role players who were defensive specialists. Yeah, and um, and basically they've got possibly even worse defensively this year. Well, Paul, this losing again. Paul is a downgrade, isn't it? Yeah. Even even an elderly Chris Paul is a better defender than Westbrook, I think. So, I mean, whether they stay in the bottom five in the league, I don't know. They might get a bit better because obviously those numbers are warped by particularly bad performances that you would assume are a freak, but. <laughs> Defensively, they've started so poorly that it's almost to the point where it's like, how is this going to be fixable? And it has to be fixable in the next sort of couple of weeks already. Yeah, but this is right. This is what I mean is that they are going to be, you know, I mean, it'd be amazing if they weren't a playoff team. They're going to be a playoff team. But in the last podcast, I think I said is that I'm not sure I really have them in the group of the the actual contenders. I'm not. I think. What? Uh, I can't remember exactly what we said in the last podcast, but I think the the early signs um, of the actual contenders are four teams: is the Sixers, Bucks, and the Los Angeles teams. Yeah. Because Utah. So Mike Conley's I mean, start with Utah is really concerning for them. The, uh, the Nuggets, though, 
apart from one bad loss, have actually still been relatively solid. They, they, they've been good, I think. Yeah, I mean, I but how, they've had... how Jokic has played is pretty yeah. concerning because he's not Jokic had rest, played well. Yeah, I which know. makes you wonder if that's just yeah. an act that might be a thing. It seemed like there's a there's a possibility of like locker room issues becoming a, a bigger thing as well from I mean, a couple of the things on the court and stuff. Yeah, seen as, like Jamal, Jamal Murray and um, pass going intercept and Jokic just like obviously visibly being very annoyed and just not not even trying to chase back and defend. Well, there's a weird situation going on with Michael Porter Jr. as well. Yeah, um, he's not playing, is he, at all? Mike Malone's just refusing to bring him on, even in situations where it's like, you might as well put anyone on the court at this point. Um, so that's not necessarily going to turn into a yeah. locker room issue with a rookie, but it's just the sort of thing that can get a bit clumsy and messy and maybe you end up getting... Malone getting yeah. asked questions about why the rookie's not playing. I, I don't know... I, their start basically hasn't been great. Offensively, they've struggled. Yeah, but if, um, if you look at the actual results, they, okay, they had a um, a fifteen point defeat to the Pelicans, which maybe isn't great. But they first game they beat um, the uh, Portland, and they've also beaten um, the Heat. Who we were just talking about yeah. how good they've been. Beat the Heat by twenty points um, a couple of days ago. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's I I can see them still being very good. I I def I think I definitely put their start into a bit of a them into a bit of a wobbly start so far, rather than it being like disastrous. Because they have. Oh no, I, I don't have them as disastrous by any means. No. But I just I'm talking about like if we have title contenders. I've not got them having much of a chance against either Los Angeles teams at the moment. Yeah. Well, not at the moment. I just don't think they do. Because the thing with the big concern with the Lakers was the defense might be bad, and the defense being really, really good. It's the best in the NBA so far. Yeah. And they've got LeBron James and Anthony Davis, which just like I know is very reductive, but LeBron's actually playing better than he did almost all of last season as well. Yeah. He's applying himself enough defensively and. Um, while there's obviously still there have been loads of people questioning sort of like if he's got quite the the explosiveness he used to have I mean well obviously not quite but he's still basically the best offensive player in the league what you, what you mean when he tries yeah when he's playing yeah. I mean that's that's the thing and that's why you kind of can't judge it until we get to the playoffs which is going to make it's difficult to project stuff when we're talking in podcasts in future. But yeah. it, when he's going to be going full tilt, um, definitely offensively, and then he'll be trying a bit harder defensively in the playoffs. I mean, uh, his duel with Doncic at the weekend was unbelievable. It was yeah. some of the best basketball I've watched. I mean, Doncic has been phenomenal as well. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't actually, I've not actually seen that game, actually. But um, yeah, the Mavericks are... They are actually good, aren't they? Turns out, is the because they've. It turns out they've got depth, or it seems like they've got depth. Yeah. So far from performances of their players, but that was, that's sort of unexpected. They weren't particularly expected to have depth, were they? But they had um, they had a couple of wins, haven't they? Where the big two haven't really done much. They've got a ton of players, averaging eight or more points, 
away from Porzingis and Doncic. Yeah. Uh, eight eight players averaging eight or more points per game other than Porzingis and Doncic. So that's huge. Not many teams are going to have quite that. No. But I, I, this that's the thing is that where it's um, not sure whether that's going to carry on or not because they weren't expected to have that really, were they? No. No. So. Um, but then, I mean, you know, guys like Tim Hardaway and stuff have been like good, like serviceable NBA players. players. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's also Doncic is being absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. He, he could average a triple double this year. He's pretty close oh, already. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's again, it's still very, very early, isn't it? For um that sort of thing but yeah he's he's on track to be close to it yeah at the moment I think though actually I've not actually watched him play so I mean I, I don't really know what to say about this but one of the biggest surprises I think has actually been the Kings what just being really bad yeah well what's going on there um yeah, I I didn't expect them to be this bad. I guess I maybe really all these all these players that were good, really good last year, young players and stuff, are not actually that good. I guess. Well, Marvin Bagley just was looking, missing. Just looking at their, games, their record, actually. So they've won two games. One of them, they beat Utah by one point. Yeah, that was Have a hell. Of, that was a. I watched that as well. That was a last second thing. That was amazing. And their other game, they won by twenty-one points. Who do you reckon that was against? Um, the Knicks. Yes, of course. Of course it was the Knicks. Okay, so they're, they're not really two and six. They're one and six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't, don't know what is going on with them. Have they, have they been conceding lots of points? Um, yes, they're... Well... Okay. It looks like they're twenty fourth in offensive rating and twenty sixth in defensive rating. That is that Chicago Bulls level of just crap, basically. Yeah, I guess um, basically. I don't know. Maybe um. That because they've basically not got anyone above twenty points a game, but they have, like, they've got. They've got seven players above eight, and six above ten. And three above fifteen, so it's like that doesn't seem that bad. Like individual, I mean, this doesn't look like anyone's been unexpectedly bad in terms of scoring so far. So I don't really know what um, you know. Maybe, maybe it's just when you actually add the numbers up of what you expect people to do. We just got a little bit overexcited about them in general because I mean, I don't know. I guess. Well, the big Basically, thing they as don't well have is a player, they, I feel like they don't really have a player that you particularly expect to have over 20 points a game or like around 25. I think a big part of it as well has been the pace that they've played though. So they were they were the quickest. Were they quickest or they were in the top two in pace last year? They're 26th in pace this year, which particularly right, for a very yeah. young roster is going to be, the, well, it's always going to be their key to getting good looks. Yeah, well, and, and well... um. Darren Fox basically that's basically his big thing isn't it? Is being yeah being able to yeah. run 
charge at people. So I suspect some of that Char- is that char- opponent... charge up the court and then either drive or throw it out to um, healed. Yeah, so so I suspect some of it is that other teams are slightly more prepared for just sort of um, fast-forwarded basketball that they were playing before. And also a change of coach. They've just tried to tweak stuff a bit. Um, yeah. You've you got to give them a bit of time. When they've changed coach, I sort of, I'm not quite ready to pronounce them dead yet. But they've got to they've got to turn it around pretty sharpish, particularly in the West, because you look at you look at the records of the other teams that were looking at the seven and yeah. eight seats is like well the Mavericks for instance the Mavericks. are already a few games ahead of them, the Timberwolves have already got two more wins than they do. I mean yeah, well we but, look at it. I mean it's, it's way too early to do this, but you look at the records of like I mean I I expect the Nuggets, the Lakers, the Clippers, Mavericks the Rockets and probably the Spurs because the Spurs will just find a way to get in won't they they're probably yeah. all going to be in um, I mean it seems so ridiculous doing this but that is um, that's already six teams no, I said the, did I say the Jazz as well no that's, so seven there's seven one spot teams. seven teams I'd say that I'd I'd be reasonably confident right now saying are all going to make the playoffs yeah, and that, and that well, that's and you well, like we were saying that the you didn't say the Blazers, did you? Didn't say Blazers. I know I've not even said the Blazers. Well, so that's what I was about to say was the Blazers have a problem um, with big men in that they don't have any apart from Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, um, they're a team that I think are under a bit of threat actually. Yeah. So Zach Collins is out for a long time. I think Nurkic is nowhere near coming back. Uh, I they may well make a trade. I suspect, but it's also one of those, it, are they going to make a trade to get them into the eight seed? I don't know. Um, and I was just looking at the Kings schedule. So the Kings, Friday night, are away to the Hawks. Going to Atlanta is tough, but that's the sort of game they're going to need to win if they're going to make enough ground to really be in playoff contention. Then they host the Trailblazers next Tuesday. Then they're away to the Lakers, and then they host the Celtics and Suns before going on an East Road East Coast road trip, sorry, of the Nets, Wizards, Celtics, and 76ers. They could be in real, real yeah. trouble. Like I know it's partly that they're just... The, the, yeah, you, they, 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 have to, they have to be the Wizards, basically. Well, and, yeah, you look... Because the Suns are now um, an actual basketball team, hosting the Suns isn't going to be easy. And that's not like that's a gimme or anything. Um, yeah. But the Wizards, like you say, and away to the Wizards is the only one there where you go... Yeah, they really you'd expect them to win it. But this is a team that's struggling defensively and it's not impossible Bradley Beal just blows them away. And that's the first of a back to back. Then it's so it's Friday Nets, Sunday Wizards, Monday Celtics, Wednesday Philadelphia. That is brutal. Yeah. Yeah, that's not looking good for them, is it, already? Part yeah, and part Basically. of the issue is so they lost to the Suns on opening night before we knew if the Suns were going to be any good. Um, yeah. And they've lost to the Hornets. You're already yeah, I, looking at games being dropped that you couldn't really afford to drop. I, I guess the thing is with them with them being in the West as well um, and people getting so excited about them. I guess really what people are getting excited about is the guys, the young guys that were good last year, basically. And the fact that they're young and they were good 
is sort of like, oh, maybe they can become, you know, an all-star level player. Like a perennial all-star sort of player. Um, so really, I guess that for them to meet sort of what people were expecting, that is sort of what they need to happen, particularly when you're in the West. So it's basically yeah. Jaron Fox and Marvin Bagley. It's like, I, I wouldn't particularly say they're underperforming at the moment, but it's like... It's almost like the expectations people had for them sort of implies that they were expecting one of those two to... Expecting a leap. Standing still make, is basically going backwards Yeah, um, for them because of, like you said, relative expectation. But they, but they still could. I mean, they, they, it, it may happen like, you know, it might maybe too late in the year, but, you know, one of those guys could still have a massive breakout. Yeah, Bagley missing yeah. missing seven of the eight games so far is pretty significant, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Be interesting to see once he gets regular time. Yeah, actually, that, that's a good point. Yeah, it's a pretty key player for them. Or he's, 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 he needs to be if they're going to be good. Basically, he needs he needs to be a key player and be really good. Yeah, but he's he's. I didn't realize that schedule is quite so daunting. It's already looking like. It needs to turn around very, very quickly because that's in like in two weeks' time. You could be talking about them being almost out of it, to be honest. Yeah. Um. Anyway, what do you think of the uh, the East so far? We seem to have mainly talk about the West. Um. Oh, we mentioned the Heat briefly. But, um, I don't know, really. I think um, it's been sort of how you'd expect. Or how I maybe expected, apart from uh, from the Charlotte Hornet is actually winning some games. I mean, that's oh, been yeah, weird. What's going on there? What about the Nets, though? It's a difficult one, that, because the easy and perhaps lazy leap to make is, you know, it's Kyrie can't, Irving. Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving. Just can't, just can't like, be a, on a team. He could, yeah, I'm just not sure that it's that fair necessarily. No. I mean, they're another team that struggled defensively. Offensively, they've been really good. And that kind yeah. of is a... I think this point in the season is where you have to look at their um, their schedule and like the context of it, the individual games. Cause, so, for, well, for example, they've so far they've lost two games by one point. One to the um, Timberwolves and one to the Grizzlies. I mean, which, you know, they're not exactly the best teams in the NBA but even so it's like you know if they just w- one tiny little moment and they manage to win those two games suddenly it's like they're um, they're five and two I think yeah five and two and then it's like well they're off to a great start yeah so it's not like it's been a nightmare or anything and there's going to be stuff to work through I think it's easy to go well with D'Angelo Russell this team was better last year but and it's been said everywhere but i'll say it again anyway this isn't about this year for the nets anyway it's getting irving no. to fit in with the team find an offense yeah. that functions and then although, be ready although to... not making the playoffs would be incredibly worrying but i mean there's yeah that's, that's oh i think enough. they yeah i think they will though yeah i think i think they managed because offensively they're sixth best in the league yeah um, were, so they I, were they a good defensive team last year? Not particularly. Um, they were they were middle of the road, middle. really. 
but they so, yeah, were, were not... below average offensively. So they're just changing a bit as a team, I think, and that's kind of natural when you add a player like Irving who's going to have the ball all the time. Yeah. There's going to be like yeah, there's going to be a massive betting in period because everyone else's roles change such a huge amount as well, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's probably one of the hardest players to adapt to being around. I mean, on the court. Yeah, and maybe off the court as well. But, yeah. You know. So I think it it might take some time, but you know, that's all right. They've got time. Time is very much on their side. Uh, the Raptors is cool. I kind of thought they'd be quite good. Pascal Siakam's been really good. OG Ananobi. Is doing everything yeah. at both the floor. Oh, I, I've uh, not seen Ananobi. Actually, heard much about Ananobi. To be honest, what's what's been going on with him? Uh, he's been defending. He was already sort of renowned as a really good defender, wasn't he? Yeah, but he's been doing more offensively, and I guess he's as well, you expect a lot more minutes. Yeah, he's shooting fifty percent from three, which may not be sustainable, admittedly. No, probably not. But, he, but he's he's averaging over twelve points a game stealing the ball, blocking people, rebounding, just doing all that kind of good wing stuff. Yeah. The the good wing stuff that basically NBA teams need loads of, people I, who can shoot and are big. This and is the quick. thing with the Raptors. When you look at their lineup, now you, it still feels like they have one of the best lineups in, in the East. Even yeah. with losing like a, a top three player in the league. They still have one of the best lineups in the East, which then makes you think that maybe it shouldn't have been such a surprise they won. They won the championship last year. I guess it's just because everyone just expected the Warriors so much. But well, and I still think the Warriors would have won it. That's the thing. If it wasn't for Clay's injury, I think the Warriors may well have still won it. Yeah, and I I suppose the reason that Raptors was such a surprise was the surprise sort of ran for longer than just that series, wasn't it? It was that. No one really expected them at the start of the year because Pascal Siakam wasn't really a thing. No, and well, and Kawhi Leonard had just been out for a year with some mysterious, for some completely mysterious unknown reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like and no that... one knew is he gonna is he actually still good? And turned out, oh yes, he's like possibly even better than before. Yeah, yeah. So, so that that's part of it is. Is we did everything just got flipped very very quickly, didn't it? From the post trade expectation, and then within like six weeks of the regular season, everyone realised that it was really stupid. Anyone even questioned that trade? Yeah, it, it, it does look like a good one now, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah, it looks quite good when you got a banner for it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, but I, I don't know what else uh, in the East. There's not. He does, he's, the reason we ended up started off talking about the West is just... It's more interesting. All of the teams have something of interest, I think, pretty much. In the East, it feels very different. Um, I think, weirdly, actually, it's because I feel like Philadelphia and Milwaukee are still quite comfortably better than everyone else. I don't know where they're going to end up in the seeding. Yeah. They, they've actually... Wait, so they actually lost most of their games, haven't they, since Embiid's been out? Uh, they lost one and won one since the beat was out. They had Wait that incredible. They've they've lost the last two though. Yeah, but he was back for the last one. Oh, he scored he? twenty-seven okay. points against the Jazz. Um, did you see the Blazers game? That was phenomenal. Um, no, what Blazers? 
places, 76 as you're talking about. Yeah, they, they were 21 points down. This was without Embiid in Portland and came back and won. Furkan Korkmaz hit the, hit the winner with like a couple of seconds to go. Wow. They're, they're um, I think they're my favourites currently, I've, actually. I've, After I've watching them a couple of times. Them. I've gambled on the Sixers to win a few times because their odds are still really quite good to win the title. Defensively, they are so, so monstrous. They're so big. Yeah. The one opening night, that was one of the things that really hit me. So it's similar with the Lakers, actually. It's why I'm really excited to see the Lakers play the Sixers because it's just going to be these like six foot ten guys blocking each other. But like Campbell Walker was, even when he was getting by his guy on the perimeter, he was just going in there and there were these three like people yeah. just appearing on top of him um and one of the key things shooting wise has been al horford is now shooting more threes than he has done for most of his career oh, which he was going to have to yeah yeah uh, he, i think he, that might drop I, off while Embiid was out obviously but because that that's, yeah that does important. seem i mean he is he is a good free point shooter isn't he yeah so it's like that's yeah. not not particularly um surprising that he's you know been a big threat from free but i don't maybe maybe you always just shot more how many's been yeah. how many's been shooting uh five a game the most on the team actually that is that is actually a lot isn't it five a game shooting th- over 35 percent yeah his previous career highest was 3.6 a game a few few seasons ago but I mean, he, he is having to play as a power forward. It's sort of natural that he was—he's going to have to change with that. Yeah, they're—they're they're really exciting. Um, in—in in almost just because they're—they're also very different, aren't they, to like what the current era or the, uh, has been in the NBA. And well, as everyone's been saying, this—this this is maybe the start of a new era of the NBA. And it's that they're the sort of thing that you know if they managed to win the championship like this is the sort of thing that might change the game again well quite you know, so people Horford's go away from um the small guys that shoot threes as much won't have loads of those and go more to more big guys maybe because what the thing has been moving everyone a position up hasn't it it's yeah. been if you've got a two make them into a three and then make your three into a four and then if you've got a power forward Either you don't exist anymore or you've got to start playing centre. And the Sixers have taken Horford, who was playing centre with the Celtics, and made him a power, a power forward and put yeah. Tobias Harris to small forward. The there key might is be basically some... having like a having like a, a small forward slash power forward that can play point guard. Yeah. Uh, which is not very many of those. No, but... there are a few. There are a few at the moment. I mean, yeah. like, Yanis is basically a point guard. LeBron James, Luka Doncic, Ben Simmons. You could put, but yeah, you could put um, Draymond Green in that category. Yeah, yeah, but they are, like you say, they are freaky, and they change the yeah. team athletes. Because for all the focus on what Ben Simmons doesn't do, he's also an amazing defender. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he, maybe he can't shoot as well as most point guards that you have in that position instead. But it's like if you have him up against one of those point guards a lot of the time, like. You know they're not going to be able to shoot over him. Or the key with him is that he can guard all five positions yeah. as well. It's, yeah, he's not, he's not like a 
like a, a big, like power forward, um, number four sort of like immobile guy, is he? No. I mean, it's, it's basically the 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 perfect cocktail is if you can get the size and the mobility, because there's always the risk, like when you've got. Um, Tobias Harris is the one that comes to mind on that team, but he's improved defensively this year. If you've got a, the size advantage, it's not always good if you've then got a guy who's quicker than you and get by yeah. them. But the Sixers don't have that lumbering issue yeah, at the moment, they're... at least. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the, the thing with Horford as well, isn't it? Why it works so well that he can play the four and Embiid play the um, five. Is that both of them really are... They could be able to go with the man. Yeah, yeah, neither of them well, are sort of leaden-footed. No, but particularly Horford. Bumps. Like, Horford's a very, very good perimeter defender. Yeah. For a, for a well, a, a centre, really. Or, yeah. Um, and yeah, the, the Celtics... Celtics have only lost one game, which is sort of surprising. Because when I've watched them, I've not been particularly impressed. But I guess it's just some of it's just having a lot of talent. Gordon Hayward had a massive night the other night as well, which is quite cool to see. Yeah, that's that's huge, isn't it? But that's the big question mark. Is um, yeah, like how much the other guy's going to step up after Kyrie Irving's left? Basically, yeah, are they are they going to go back into that? Um, you know the roles they they had before Kyrie Irving was playing like all the time when Kyrie Irving was out and stuff. Can they go back to that? And I mean, well, Tatum's on over, over twenty points a game so far as well. Yeah, he was brilliant in that second half comeback against the Bucks. Shooting, I was just shooting over forty percent from free and stuff. Yeah, well, that's kind of what they're going to need from him, isn't and it? Attempting seven free pointers a game. That's a lot. <laughs> well, Ken Walker's attempting nine. Yeah, that is many, isn't it? I guess I, it's partly guess that they are. They haven't had Cantor, so they haven't really even had the option to go inside. Oh, yeah, yeah, they've just they've just been gunning from deep, um, and it's been coming yeah. off. I mean, I was just saying about them being five and one, just to qualify it. So they lost to the Sixers on opening night. They then beat the Raptors. Well done. They beat the Knicks. Shrug. They beat the Bucks. Which, while Tatum was phenomenal in the second half of that game, I mainly felt like that was a Bucks collapse. The Bucks just like couldn't score a point in the second half; they just lost it completely. And then they've beaten the Knicks and the Cavs, so it's they've played the Knicks yeah. twice and played the Cavs. Yeah, and actually sort of tonight, count. a few hours once after we've recorded this, they're going to play they away to the Charlotte Hornets. Oh. So, you know, and then it's the Spurs, which isn't. Isn't that bad? I mean, yeah, yeah. They've looks like they've got a very easy start actually. When you look at it, considering the Warriors are actually now really bad, then ne- they've got um, the Hornets, then the Spurs, then the Mavericks who have been really good, then the Wizards, and then the Warriors, then the Kings, and then the Suns. Who knows if the Suns will still be good by the middle of November? Yeah, and then they've so got they... the Clippers and Nuggets, so that's where it gets hard. But like, yeah, it's. They've, yeah, it's till like until like the twentieth of November. They've got like a pretty easy run there. Yeah, they should be top of and the they've, conference, they've, and they've had an easy run so far too. Yeah, I mean wins against the Bucks and Raptors are nothing to be sniffed at. No, uh, 
But yeah, Jeez. like I said, I, I watched that Bucks game and it, it felt a bit like it was sort of Milwaukee losing it. Boston were good. They Their defense was really good in the second half once they got going. Some of it was a home crowd thing as well. Once they were chasing down a deficit, every bucket, the place just took off and Milwaukee seemed to sort of shrivel under the, the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, there's there's not really that much else to say at the moment, is there? Uh, without diving into the Warriors, probably, or talking about Kawhi's load management, but those things have been done to death, haven't they, I suppose? Yeah, they're... And they're probably going to remain stories throughout the whole year. Yeah. Really. And probably become more relevant maybe as the year goes on. I mean, I mean, I don't, with the Warriors, I don't, I don't even know if there's really that much to it other than, I mean, Steph Curry just got injured. I know they were bad before that, but like, you know, it, it, before he got injured, it wasn't that, they hadn't played that many games, had they? No, they'd been poor before that, but that then you could you could sort of leave that as settling in period or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, they, they're sort of almost irrelevant now. Yeah, which is a bit mean to the collective player. The the thing is, if if by giving all these guys minutes, if they find a couple of gems, yeah. that's gonna that's changed everything. Because as Eric, uh, uh, Eric Eric Pascal Pascal, Pascal is that you say? I think so. He, he started really well, hasn't he? Or, I don't know. I have but, no idea. Yeah, he's um, he's been good, it looks like. Yeah, so it's like if, if they get, um, as I think it was Brian Windhorst said it on podcast I was listening to the other day, said about it, it's like this is different for the end of a dynasty because every dynasty ends quite uh, in quite an ugly way usually. But unlike the Bulls or unlike the Cavs, they've got like multiple Hall of Famers coming back next season. Yeah. Yeah, if the... they if they end up with a high draft pick and they find one or two players here who can be really helpful, yeah, it would be such a shame as the end of it as well because not winning that other title last year would have been because of injuries too. Yeah, and it basically would all go down to just like cut a few freak injuries. But yeah. the other way to put it to look at it, I guess, is that I mean. Being in, if they're going to get injured, being injured at the same time, maybe just ha- having a year off. There was someone, maybe so good... again, something I was listening to, someone said that, it's like, if you're going to have your bad luck, have it all at once, like this. Yeah. You're basically get, in a enforced tanking. Pick. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of the best way it can happen. Because the, the risk, there was a risk that they ended up winning, like, a few games, finished in ninth, in the ninth spot. Steph Curry gets battered around for a year and criticised because the team aren't winning enough games when he's playing with people who've barely played an NBA minute and they end up with not a good draft pick Curry's still knackered Draymond's knackered yeah but this this scenario could end up being a a stormer couldn't it they take like one of the top top guys next year yeah it looks like they've got a very good chance at the moment of being one of those um Topics. Yeah, they've gone to join the Knicks, in, who were saying they were going to make the playoffs, and they have the worst record in the NBA. Did they? Did, we, did they say that? I don't think the Knicks they... actually. One of their players, I think, made, said something about we we think we can make the playoffs. 
Oh, well, you can think it. You can think Surely it. Surely he didn't like. even believe that. You can think as much as you like, mate, but it's not going to happen. I mean, that's, um, that's a lot of L's, isn't it? Has uh, hasn't um, you know? I think it'd been good though. RJ Barrett. Yeah. Yeah, he's he started really well, which is and something. They, and they have actually at least actually got like quite a lot of like really young talent at the moment it seems like they could go somewhere like this this could be building they could be building something now maybe but who yeah knows, frank, really? frank nikilatina Nikil- i can never say his name properly yeah um knox Kev- of course yeah and, you'd um, hope that some of these high picks they made that have looked like busts will not be busts at some stage yeah. I mean, those two are the big ones, aren't they? Mitchell Robinson's already shown he can be... Dan, Dan like, Smith Jr., he's, even? I mean, he's probably yeah. ahead of Nick... Nick, 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 Nick he's he's been know, missing time Belgium. for um, Is he Belgium? personal reasons, I think, at the moment, Dennis Smith. Yeah. But I, I assume when he's back, he'll be playing, won't he? Quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. He'll be their starting point guard, probably. Yeah, he will. But there's kind of... I mean, at some point, these guys have got to actually be good, haven't they? Yeah, but I mean, they are they've all, had quite a lot of time. Quite a lot of them that are very young still. Like, not yeah. just only twenty. Arjun Barrett's first year. The hard, the hard thing with some of these guys though is when you see how well Barrett started. Yeah. And he was very much the third best player in last year's draft. And then these other guys who were top ten picks, who you're like, I mean, second I mean, yeah, year, I mean, third they are going to carry on getting really top draft picks though for the next couple of years. But it feels like they do at least, they could at least be going in a positive direction, even if they're not necessarily winning a lot more games. It feels like they well, may should... actually be able I... to stop going, moving. I forward. agree. I agree. They could actually become better at some point. But then, yeah. I guess my point is, well, they absolutely should be getting better because that's the, how the whole system works. Is if you insist yeah. on being rubbish all the time. Yeah, You're meant to get the best young players. Yeah, like a... unless you manage to be the Suns, and that's my concern here. Is like, well, it's time for these guys to do it because the Suns have had this. The Suns have had rosters with young players for a few years, and it just didn't work. It was like, well, you keep promising that they're young players that are going to get better, and they didn't. And actually, the Suns have started being good because they signed some veterans. They got Ricky Rubio and Aaron Baines, and they picked up Dario Saric, and they've got. NBA yeah. players playing their minutes. They've actually been really good, haven't they? The only two games they've lost, they've were like by one point. Yeah, for an, I was writing an article the other day. I don't know if it's changed now. There were three teams in the top ten on offensive rating and defensive rating: the Suns, Heat, and Bucks. I've got it here. Apparently, they're tenth and fifth now, but that's still pretty good. No, that's where they were before. Yeah. That's where they were before. Yeah, top ten on both. Oh, top ten. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I think we're done for yeah. now. Um, yeah, I agree. Have we got much NBA content going up on the website at the moment? Um, yes, yeah, some. We've got a Kyrie Irving article coming out on Saturday. Yeah, is that it? Uh, and yeah, we're gonna have a couple more things, I think. Hopefully, we had a most disappointing teams article recently. Which features a couple of teams we discussed on this podcast. Yeah, well, we discussed almost all the teams, to be honest. And, so, yeah, there's also yeah. a look back. I'm just looking at the recent stuff about that. I did something on the Warriors' guaranteed bright future 
and we had a story of Joel Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns. Okay. Check that stuff out. Anyone who yeah. is listening. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>